0: a tongue twister anymore you practice too much
1: chaniel shaquille, shaquille o'neal shaquille o'neal shaquille o'neal there we go
0: <laughs> welcome to oh my God, a podcast where we compete to see who is the worst decision maker in our relationship my name's ryan and
1: i'm adam
0: and if you want to hear what chaniel shaquille o'neal is from feel free to head over to our patreon page Where you can become a patron of our podcast.
1: Yes, bitch, because it's live now. It is live now. Officially live. We have many, many tiers that are open and available for our listeners viewing and, well, there's not much to view yet, but there's a lot to listen to so far. We have our, um, by the time you are hearing this, we will have two episodes of our, um, of... Oh my yad. Thank you, my God. My brain just like... Imploded within itself. Which is our Make Yet Another
0: Decision series. Did you you pause a little bit to
1: to decide on what to say correctly? (laughs) Yes, our god, Make Yet Another Decision books where we are revisiting previous books to see if we can do better or... Worse than the ones that we did previously. And again, all of that is on Patreon. And we'll go into a little more detail on the Patreon at the end of the episode. Amazing. um a um a um a zing Um-a-zing. Um-a-zing. zing
0: like um a a zing 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 um, uh, um, zing
1: Are you guys liking this content so far?
0: <laughs> Let us know by chiming in. Uh, if you scream loud enough at your radio, at your phone, whatever device you're listening to, we might be able to hear you retroactively. Retro- <laughs> <laughs> we warmed up.
1: It doesn't seem like it, but retro- we did
0: retroactively.
1: Additionally, another uh, bonus on the podcast: if you uh, sign up on the three dollar tier, you can actually hear us warm up. That's true. Yes, that is that is one of the that is one of the tiers for um, the podcast.
0: We've been stumbling our way through improv exercises. It's been great.
1: I don't think one of them has been, like, one that I would have people pay to watch at this point.
0: (laughs) I think it's great. Because it's not like we're in a show. We're just sitting
1: down, like, like... Trying to... Just shooting the shit and just trying to just be normal. Between the two of us, we have about 40 years of improv experience. And Uh yet, it literally sounds like we, like, crawled out of, like, a tin can and just started talking for the first time.
0: (laughs) Improv? More like improve.
1: Improve your improv. (laughs) Oh, Did you ever do improv classes where it was improve your improv? Well, our... My
0: high school troupe was actually called Needs Improvement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I went to Plymouth State University um, up in New Hampshire, and I gave the school's um, improv troupe their name, Plimprov. Plymprov. Plymprov. Uh, before that, I was part of a group called Technical Difficulties, which is like a kind of cute name. Hmm. And then Queen City Improv, because I was performing in the Queen City of New Hampshire. So that was really fun. If you're listening to this and you don't know who Queen City Improv is, uh, and you live in that area, check them out. They're really, really They were trip. really funny. They were really... They, yeah, Ryan and I, we went yeah. to go see one of their shows. And I'm
0: I'm pretty, like... Not necessarily critical. with I would. Improv I would say you
1: are critical of every single theatrical <laughs> performance that you and I have ever gone to see. But Queen City was great. I laughed a lot, and that's high praise because I know there's a handful of you who listen to this who actually are part of the troupe. <laughs> um, no, it was it was a really really good show. But yeah, anytime you and I go to see a show, Ryan is in director brain mode where <laughs> he's like. Mm. Just writing down little notes. I'm not
0: writing and down any notes in your
1: mind. In I'm, your mind,
0: you are. And my apparently my face cannot hide it
1: because stone.
0: <laughs> I sat in the front row of his production of A Christmas Carol, and apparently the cast Bitch. thought I did not like the show because I was just stone faced front and center the entire
1: time. Bitch, I thought you were stoned like, <laughs> like the whole the whole time. I was just like. Oh, is he not? This is like a show about joy and like you know, rich people giving money to poor people. Like this is a, this is a joyous time. I was having
0: a great time. I thought it was a great show.
1: I made him cry at one point, so that was that was my um, that was my triumph. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I also founded my uh, college improv troupe. Ooh. they were called comedically induced.
1: That is problematic. yeah. <laughs> Like coma?
0: Comedically induced improv? No, like comedy.
1: I know, but it sounds like coma. Like you're, Uh, like, 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 medically. Okay. Oh, comet. Comedically. Comedically induced. Okay. But induced into what? Laughter.
0: Laughter. Were you funny? Into improv.
1: Were were you funny? It was great. Yes, I'm sure it was great.
0: Um, and then I directed a troupe in Lowell, which I named, um, Scared (laughs) Scriptless.
1: Wait, like the Colin Mockery and Brad Sherwood show?
0: No, that show name came after our troupe. Oh, so you're saying they stole it. They stole it. They stole it, and we should have copyrighted it.
1: Well, so there goes those two guests off the window for the future.
0: (laughs) I'll bring it up when they're on the podcast. Next
1: week! I actually got to meet them. I know. Yes. uh, When I was in Queen City Improv, um, one of our members is just a queen of PR. And she reached out to them and was like, hey, we're an up and coming improv troupe. We'd love to come see your show. Uh, Could you get us like discounted tickets for like our big group? And they did us one better. We got free tickets to see the show. And we got to meet them afterwards.
0: Yeah, that's nuts. It
1: was insane. It was so fun. And I'll include the picture um, in the carousel of my troop with all of them. And I have, like, Chucky Finster orange hair in the picture. So it's a little jarring. I am... Because I I had just gotten it dyed the day before that photo was taken. So it's just...
0: (laughs) I'm very upset that I... Did not have that same experience. I would love to meet Colin Mockery.
1: Not Brad Sherwood?
0: I would I would still like to meet Brad Sherwood, you're but really, I would love to meet
1: You're really digging a hole Colin for Mocher. us
0: to never you know? have
1: him as guests. So, um, Canadian darling uh, Colin Mockery, if you want to come on the podcast, apparently Ryan would love to have you. But I would. Brad, I would love to have you as well. <laughs> Actually, anyone who's been on Whose Line. Like, um, oh my god, who's hosting it now? Anisha Tyler. Anisha t- Ayesha Tyler? Well, I guess, digging that hole, you're not gonna get Aisha Tyler all, either. All I
0: really want is, is, uh, mockery or Brian Stiles. Oh
1: <laughs> it's your name! It's your name! How do you fuck that up? It's Ryan Stiles! Oh, I'm
0: sorry, Ryan Stools. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> yes, Ryan Stools. So, um, actually... Ryan, speaking of you not knowing who the fuck people are, I think this was a perfect segue and <laughs> I feel was. like you led me right into it. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Well, hell yeah. Um I think it's only fitting that if we keep taking digs at my poor brain and memory that we kind of, you know, turn the uh turn the turn the turn the turn the mic wow. Jesus, <laughs> what do I mean? <laughs> We're going to turn the magnifying glass over to you in a wonderful brand new segment that I might change the name of at some point to Guess Who? Can you guess who? Do you have a clue? Name that bitch. Do, do, With a theme song.
0: Does do, 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 do,
1: do, do. your person have a beard? circus. Beer? Afro
0: circus. <laughs> it's
1: not going to be fair. So basically what this is going to be is that Ryan... As much as I love and adore this beautiful, smart, witty man, he is absolute dog shit when it comes to recognizing faces, people, and pop culture in general. Correct. So, what we are going to be doing. And
0: not not just famous people. Just people. People that I should know.
1: Like your friends or your mom <laughs> or like your dad or.
0: I, okay. Your coworkers. No, no, no. Immediate family is like is is not the, the same but l- literally coworkers like i'll be working with someone for like 3 months and then i'll lean over and say to the, like someone else i'll be like what's their name again and it- they'll be like you've worked with them every day for the past three months,
1: we might take this out of the episode, but you still don't know some of the cast members' no, you names. Can't say that,
0: okay? That's why I said we might not. And remember. plus, I do know all of them as of last rehearsal. All
1: of this to say that Ryan is not that great at facial recognition. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be giving descriptive clues to a certain celebrity or famous person or famous thing, and Ryan is going to have to guess what or who that is.
0: If the premise of this is facial recognition, I'm literally not seeing a face.
1: I know, but you're picturing <laughs> them in your mind while you're thinking <laughs> while this Well, I'm up.
0: trying to figure out who they are. Okay. Okay. Great. Can I tell you that I already think who you're going to pick? I, I think I already know who you're going to pick for the per- first person. You do?
1: Who do you think I'm going to say?
0: Sly Deal. No. Fuck. Okay. No. Great. I don't know who they are then.
1: Great. Okay. So this person is alive.
0: Okay, um, I have, I it prompted me to only think of dead people. Great. <laughs> Great start. Um, so gonna...
1: when you guess someone, I will tell you if you are close or not. Okay, Lady Gaga. No, this person is a man.
0: Okay, um, Lady Gaga? <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> you
1: can't say that. Um, and we can't have Lady Gaga as a guest either. Fuck. This whole, this, whole, this whole segment is going to backfire into you just completely <laughs> getting us canceled. Destroying any
0: future connection. Yeah. Um, okay, this person is a man and they're alive. Oh, you know, I think I'm going to know who it is.
1: You're right. It's your dad.
0: <laughs> uh, no, no. uh, Troy Sivan. No. Okay.
1: This uh, man is straight.
0: Um, Ryan
1: Gosling. No, this man does movies. Yes, I know, but like I, every every clue you get is going to okay. say something that's either the opposite of or something that's similar to them. Tom Hanks. No, they've been in a comedy.
0: Will Ferrell.
1: No, they haven't done SNL. Well, mm, that's a lie. They've hosted SNL.
0: Um, um Andy
1: Samberg. They've hosted SNL. On the I don't know. Podcast. I don't They're know. On <laughs> SNL. Um, here's another hint. They were very prominent in the 90s and early 2000s. But they still work today.
0: Oh, I don't like this game. Mm-hmm. John Candy.
1: <laughs> Is he <laughs> even alive? I don't know. No, I think he's dead. <laughs> think he's dead.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry if you're alive, John Candy. <laughs>
1: um, his first big role was in the movie Clueless.
0: Oh, I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen Clueless. You haven't seen Clueless? I haven't seen Clueless. I haven't
1: seen Clueless. <laughs> Clueless either, but I like know what happens in Clueless.
0: Well, yeah, I know what happens in Clueless, but I don't know any of the people in it.
1: He has primarily only done comedies.
0: Okay, that's the same.
1: Oh, he has been in a Marvel movie as well. Um,
0: um, um, Nick? Cannon. I don't fucking know.
1: The canon. <laughs> the canon is not. Um, the canon is not in the multiverse. I'm, Wait, okay. is he? I'm, no, he's not. I'm, he's not. He's absolutely not. not. No. Um, this man is also on TV. He's been in a TV show. These are terrible hints. No, you you know he's a man. You know he's straight. You know he was in Clueless. You know he's done movies in the nineties and two th- in the two thousands okay. primarily. But he's all But he has been Adam doing Sandler. Work. No, but you're getting close. Um, like I said, he was in a TV show we recently watched.
0: A TV show we recently watched? Oh no.
1: Oh no. I don't know his name. Is he in the Goosebump series? No. Oh. No, it's not John. It's not um, Jason Long. His oh. name starts with a P.
0: And something that we recently watched? Mm-hmm. A TV
1: show? hmm His name starts with a P. Is he in the Traders? He was a guest. He was a guest star on the show.
0: On Drag Race?
1: No. A guest star? It was a series that I hadn't watched yet, but you got me into. Reindeer games? No. Do you think any of the people on Big Brother have been in movies and in SNL?
0: I don't know. Um, this is a good. This is a, this is this is good. Okay, so it's something that I watched that I introduced you to
1: that I fell in love with.
0: Oh. Here's your last clue. Wait, wait. Um, Only murders in the
1: building. Yes. Oh, no! Here's your last clue. You got this man mixed up with another person. I got him mixed
0: up with Bradley Cooper.
1: (laughs) You told me this entire time when we were starting to watch season three, Adam, you're going to love this season. Bradley Cooper's in it, and you love him. Bradley
0: Cooper and Meryl Streep are in it. I kept saying for... For months when I was trying to get him to watch the, season, the that uh, season with so me. So
1: guess who? Who am I talking about? <laughs> it's Paul Rudd. It's Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paul Rudd. A man who has hosted SNL many times. A man who got his start mainly being in Clueless. Has been in comedy movies in the 90s, mostly in 2000s. But has been working like regularly. Is the Ant-Man in the Marvel Universe. Uh-huh. Is a straight man. And he is alive.
0: That is all true.
1: Yay! I never
0: thought you were lying to me. I know, but like, I thought I was lying to you at one point.
1: <laughs> it's like, wait, does this all does this all fit? Yes. So yeah, every time Ryan is making the decisions, we can look forward to another one of
0: those. Great. <laughs>
1: Great. So let's get started with the book, Ryan. This book is number 17 in the Give Yourself Goosebumps Pantheon. Little Comic Shop of Horrors. I'm so excited for this title. What a great title of a book, because it speaks to the comic book nerd that is neither of us, but the theater nerd in both of us. Exactly. It's really... It's really, it's really, it's really silly. This is one that I have not read yet, and this is one I've always wanted to read. It was not an easy um, copy to come across, as you can see by the very battered copy that Uh I have. They did not have one in a better condition than this. I got very lucky to find this copy online. Uh, So Ryan, describe to me the cover of this book, because it is, it's a lot.
0: There is um, what I assume to be a comic book store but there aren't like I mean it, this is probably what a comic book, book store looked like
1: I'm thinking this looks more like the back room of a comic book store like an attic or like a ba- or like a like a like a closet room
0: yeah only cuz there's like it's basically like amazon Box like
1: no more like um comic book boxes, yes,
0: yes, thank you. I know I'm trying to describe (laughs) it without saying comic book because that's the name of the book,
1: yeah. But those are literally
0: they they look like um the boxes that reams of paper come in
1: that are like cold case boxes, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Ah! and there's basically just
1: that's the theme song to cold case.
0: There's basically just all those boxes on the shelves um, and a bunch of like spider webs covering them. But in the front. I supposed to say, as usual, you're completely glossing over the, the, <laughs> the, the main attraction. In the front, there is um, a bunch of torn comic books Jesus on right. the floor <laughs> because there is something standing front and center that looks like a superhero, but it says super lizard. And there's this giant lizard creature in a superhero outfit um, with these two tusks coming out of its mouth, a bunch of sharp teeth, a long uh, snake-like tongue. Pronged. Pronged. Forked tongue. A big big tail. And he's basically going, "Ah!" "Rah!"
1: It looks like he's literally tearing himself out of the comic book. You know what I mean?
0: I I don't get that.
1: Like, I feel like he's, like, bursting out of the comic. Like, he, like, ripped... Because he's got two pieces of comic book in his hand, and he's ripped them out.
0: It, to me, it just looks like he's ripped apart paper.
1: All right. Beware! Do, oh, wait, the, the holographs. I always talk about the holograms. Um, It looks like a diamond, but, like, a yellow diamond. Like a piss diamond. Right? Like, yeah.
0: it's kind
1: of like a diamond...
0: Like a piss diamond. Like a
1: piss diamond. Beware! Do not read this book from beginning to end. Hey! You never noticed that comic store before. It's kind of dusty, but man, does it have great comics. And that's what we're going with.
0: Because yeah, I started to read a couple words and I was like, nope, this is gonna spoil.
1: So, um, take a, b- take a deep breath. <gasps> Cross your fingers. And turn to page one to give yourself goosebumps. Bing, 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 bing. I thought after school clubs were supposed to be fun. You grumble. You love comic books. And a comic club sounded cool, but it's run by Horace Grumbatcher. The... T- <laughs> These fucking names. Horace Grum. Bacher? Grumbacher? Grumbacher. Grumbacher? Horace Grumbacher, the dullest kid in school. We've got another, um, what was the name of the, Todd? What was the name of the? Oh, no.
0: He was nerdy. This one's dull.
1: Oh, this one's boring. Okay. Was it Todd? Was that his name? The one in Werewolf Woods? I think so. I think it was Todd, yeah. Todd and his fucking pewter collection. (laughs) Uh, Horace Grumbacher, the dullest kid in school. How could someone make a subject like comics boring? Horace manages. He clicks his slide projector to a picture of a comic book cover. All right, what's this dull drone?
0: Here is the first issue starring Super doer. He drones. Today is worth—it's worth nearly two hundred thousand dollars.
1: Oh, bitch! That's how much they're giving away at Drag Race this year. <laughs> Who knew that all they had to do instead of being a drag queen is just having a book—an bu- issue of
0: Super, Super doer.
1: doer Volume One.
0: Click. Being being displayed by the child version of Ben Stein. <laughs> Click. And here's the first appearance of Ballistic Bug. This comic goes for nearly twenty thousand.
1: Twenty thousand dollars. As if any kid in this club can afford that, you think? The projector clicks again, and a horror comic appears on the screen. Excellent. You love horror, but Horace can even make horror dull.
0: This issue of The Seller of Scary Stories went for $1,600.
1: He lectures. An ugly face sneers at you from the comic cover. Yuck. It looks like a rotten pumpkin with warts. You turn away and notice the classroom clock. How did it get so late? You run outside in time to see a horrible sight. Oh, no. You groan. What's wrong? Find out on page two. The school bus is already a block away! It left without you! Thanks a lot, Horace. You growl. Because of his boring lecture, now you have to walk home! If you follow the same route as the bus, you won't get home for hours. You decide you better try a shortcut. Even though it means going through a part of town you've never seen before. You walk and walk along your shortcut. With every step you take, your book bag gets heavier. The area you're cutting through looks a little weird. The buildings are all old and dingy. Dingy? Dingy. 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 (laughs) The (laughs) store... Yar, a little old and dingy. The stores huddle together as if they're holding each other up, and the stuff in the windows is very weird. You pass a clothing store that seems to be selling Halloween costumes. Even though Halloween is months away, and those dolls in that toy shop window, they look like Vampires. You're relieved when you- With an
0: exclamation point.
1: Vampires! You're relieved when you spot a store for vacuum cleaners. That's normal, you think. And next to it, heh, a comic shop. Wanna visit? Go to page three. You step inside. The comic shop is dimly lit. You can barely make up the comics on spinning racks. Beyond, in deeper shadows, are tables with row after row of boxes these are the back issues where collectors look for treasures the owner stands behind a cash register he looks familiar with his round face and warts but you can't place him oh he's the pumpkin guy cuz he's got round face and uh-huh. warts wait really do you think it's a rotten the rotten pumpkin probably he grunts when he sees you all right what does a rotten pumpkin like a man sound like um, kid wait hold <laughs> <laughs> no you put you you, you <laughs> 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 that'll 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 find its way somewhere Um,
0: kids.
1: well who does he expect to come in and buy comics that's how you can already tell this is dated because kids don't buy comics these days it's like the collect like the comic book guy from simpson like who buys those comics Worst episode ever! (laughs) As you walk past him, the store owner calls out, Leave your bag up here! You scowl. Why is he treating you like a thief? You think about leaving, but you'd like a rest from walking. And besides, you really want to check out the comics. Strolling around the racks, you notice the latest issue of Major Disaster. You bought it just a week ago. This guy has a sticker on it for half price! Walking a little faster, you start picking up comic books. Doesn't the owner know what these things are worth? The deeper into the store you go, the darker it gets. A pair of bookcases block your way, but there's a little space between them. You see light coming through the crack. Push through to page four. You squeeze between the bookcases into an open area. A dusty light bulb dangles from the ceiling. In its dim glow, you make out another spinning rack full of comics. A sign taped to the top of the rack says, You think this is a library? Look, but don't touch, or you'll be sorry. Right, that's kind of like the voice that you that you gave, right?
0: Yeah, if the pumpkin guy swallowed Stitch.
1: <laughs> no, I was kind of going for, like, the guy who was an alien in Men in Black, who is, like, dressed like a human. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that guy. You peer at the comics on the rack. Whoa, that's the issue of Ballistic Bug from Horace's Slideshow. The comic is marked for two bucks, and up there on the top rack, is that the incredibly expensive copy of superdoer the- I gotta say, Arlstein must have had a time and a half coming up with all these comic book names. Right. I, I, and I'm sure there's gonna be more. Then you notice something else, a doorway. Beyond the rack, metal stairs lead downward to the basement, you guess. An arrow-shaped sign points down the stairway. It reads, Horror. There's also a tattered sign on the open door. You try to make out the faded letters. It seems to say, No admittance. Trespassers will be glomped. Hm? Glomped. Glomped. Is that like when, like, nerdy anime girls run into you and, like, hug you and knock you over? Well, we'll see. That's glomping. Did you ever hear about glomp? No. This might have been not your, like... Not your, like, world, but, like, I used to be, like, a weeb when I was when I was younger growing up, watching okay. a lot of anime, and one of the things, like, I'm a glomp you, which is running into someone and tackling them into a hug that they knock over. It's called glomping. Okay. I don't know why, but it's just weird, like, hot topic Spencer's bullshit.
0: I was glomped in the middle of a courtyard once.
1: Oh, I, my brain went courthouse. It was like you were tackled by like a bailiff. What no, are you talking about? No,
0: At, at like a, at, at a quad in college, someone glomped me.
1: No, they glomped you. I don't know what glomped means. Oh. Glued like Osama bin Laden.
0: I also read it as glomp
1: fed, glomp fed. <laughs> I'm getting glomp fed? What's that? You don't really care. All you care about is making a tough decision. (laughs) I don't know, Ryan. Should you take a closer look at the rack or should you go down to the horror section? I think this is the big decision for the the All you care about is making the tough decision. Are you going to check out that rack or are you going to go downstairs? I (laughs) Titties, titties, titties. So
0: I can either go down to horror or check out the rack, which has that... Expensive copy of Super Doer.
1: Mm-hmm. Or do you want to go downstairs and see the horror? I think I'm going
0: to... I'm going to go for just the regular comic book stuff.
1: You're going to check out the ride.
0: I'm Because my, my thought process is we're reading a comic book themed make-your-own-decision book. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go the comic route instead of the horror route because... This book was thought out with the purpose of endings that had to do with comic books over horror. You do,
1: th- n- you do know this means we will never find out what Glomfed means.
0: I do, I do. Okay, we're gonna we'll, check out. The- we'll have to, we'll have to tune into. Uh, the the Patreon yeah to figure out what glomp fed means. I mean in,
1: we'll we'll in find like out four months. We'll find out what it means. <laughs> but if you if you don't subscribe, you won't. So you know there's some incentive right there. You've got to see if that two dollar comic is really the famous first issue of Super Doer. But when you grab the spinner rack, it starts to turn by itself. Still worse, the metal rack seems to have glued itself to your hand. Oh, maybe it's glomp Maybe you're glomped, to, glomped it. to it. I've been glomped to it. You can't let go! Your jaw drops as the moving rack yanks you off your feet. You're dragged around in a circle, and the rack keeps speeding up. Soon, to your horror, you can't touch the floor anymore. What? It's like some sort of weird carnival ride. The rack is whizzing around, and you're flying through the air. Hey! Hey, mister! You yell to the store owner, but the words are torn from your lips by a screaming wind. You feel as if you're caught in a tornado. You clench your teeth to keep from groaning. Your body is stretched out like you're a warm piece of taffy. You shift your grip. One hand touches a comic on the rack. The comic starts to glow. Now suddenly, there's a new pull. You're being sucked into the glowing comic! Yeah. Fly to page 103. Is this what you wanted? This is what I wanted, because I think this is the way to find the best endings. hmm Your body feels as if giants have been using you for a game of tug of war. You're sick and dizzy from the spinning, but you notice something is wrong. The world seems strangely flat. The colors are very bright. You peer up at the incredibly blue sky. Sky? Wait a minute. How did you get outside? An elbow jabs you. Someone steps on your foot. You aren't just outside, you're in a crowd. And what a crowd. You're packed in so tightly, you can barely move. The person behind you is actually breathing down your neck. Could this be a parade? What's going on? You ask. No one answers you, but a voice cries. Here it comes! (laughs) Interesting choice of of, of way to say that. Mm. Here it comes! A shadow falls across you. When you see what's blocking the sunlight, your eyes grow big. It's a gigantic tin can with arms, legs, and a head. No, it's a robot. I don't believe this. You gasp in a strangled voice. You better believe it. That thing is as big as a skyscraper and it's striding straight for you. Striding? I haven't heard that word. Like is, like striding isn't like you're telling me that this tin can is striding towards
0: him? It's No, it's, yeah, it's striding. It has a stride to it. It's not strolling. Strutting? No, it's not striding. It's striding.
1: Okay.
0: It's trident. It. It's trident. It. Trident? It? Du- double, double the pleasure, double the
1: fun. A double is waiting for you. A double pleasure for double mint gum. That's double mint gum. And also in the voice of Orbit. No matter oh, what. Or Cootie Queen. Who are you calling a cootie queen, you lint
0: liquor? Pickle you cum quack! Fabulous! New Orbit Raspberry Mint cleans another
1: dirty mouth. For a good clean <laughs> feeling, oh, no matter am what. Am I just mixing all the gum together? Trident doesn't even have like a commercial really. Oh layers, like Would you mind if I paid you in gum?
0: That's new trident layers. The gum with layers of flavors? Of course you can pay me in gum.
1: No one ever pays me in gum. Layers and layers and layers of flavor. Introducing new Trident layers. Is that what you're thinking?
0: No, I was thinking of the double mint girl with the Orbit girl's voice. Do you
1: know how many commercials I have to put into this moment (laughs) to explain all three of the the gum commercials that you just Frankensteined together?
0: (laughs) Well, the Orbit girl is going to be cloned, and those twins are going to be character voices at
1: some point. You just made me... You just put a lot, you just gave me a lot of work. (laughs) All right. Yikes! You shout. Everybody run! You push. You shove. You try to get out of the giant robot's path, but the crowd is too thick. You're trapped. Hey! A whiny voice says in your ear.
0: I know you!
1: You turn and spot a familiar face in the crowd. It's a kid from school named Wally. Come to think about it, he hasn't been in class lately. Where are we? You cry. What's going on?
0: not here on the Spinner Rack Express, huh?
1: Wally asks, "I hope you're ready to maintain this voice cuz this seems like our navvy for the for the book." Great.
0: Okay. I'll make it fast. You're stuck in a comic. In the comic book
1: universe." You roll your eyes. "Yeah, oh. right. It's true." Wally insists. cup getting into Yeah, getting into that. Can I get into that cis voice? Bitch, you trying to get up in that dialect, bad bitch. Take your time, so you get on up in that caddy cut, fucking yeah. Let's take your time, bitch. You go get there.
0: Now, here's the deal. We can shift from comic to comic using a magic word. But if you use it too often, you'll turn into an ink blot. Oh shit.
1: He shudders. It
0: happened to the kid I was with, Alex. Huh. He tried to leave the comic. Now he's just a smear. <laughs>
1: I don't know why I find that funny. Because I just think shit when I hear smear. Smear? I think of cream cheese. Inside you, there are two wolves. (laughs) One of them craves dairy, one of them craves to expel it. You glance anxiously at the robot. (laughs) That's a t shirt. glance anxiously at the robot. It's awfully close. We'll be smeared too if we don't get out of here. You declare. Turn to page 33. The crowd still isn't moving and the robot is only a couple of giant steps away. Have you used these magic words? You ask. Wally nods. I started out in another comic. I was some
0: superhero's be sidekick. Then I met Alex and we came here. All you have to do is think about another comic and say the magic words. Okay, that gets you to another
1: comic. But isn't there a way to get back home? Back to the real universe? You ask. Wally glances at you. I think so. A mad scientist can send you. (gasps) Dr. Peebles, I hope that there's crossover in this. (laughs) But you have to talk him into helping you. Or maybe it's Professor Shock. We've met a lot of evil professors lately. Or maybe it's Izzy Wicked. All People that
0: you've voiced.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How about that? So that'll be fun if we come across them. Uh-huh. I don't think we're going to. I think RL just loves mad scientists. Yep. You can barely hear him. People are screaming and bumping into you. What are the magic words? While he closes his eyes thinking. Then he yells. Yes, John! And he disappears. You think of the two comics you've been studying on the comic rack. Both of them have mad scientist villains. Will the magic words take you to them? Time to find out. You close your eyes. This is a pretty big decision, too. Are you going to visit the world of Superdewer, or do you like Ballistic Bug? I think I know which one you're going to pick.
0: So, I feel... So, if they both have evil, like, mad scientist characters, mm-hmm. Superdoer seems like the Superman. So, that villain is going to be, like, the villain. Where evil, like, evil, evil. Yeah, where Ballistic Bugs could be, like, just like that... Mad scientist that helps you get out of comic books. Madam Web.
1: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a cheap shot.
0: Spider-Man, here's, here he comes. Here he comes, yes. That's yeah. number one. Yep. Spider-Man, and he's back. And the other one, the last one is, yeah. um, at uh, the goblet of Spider-Man. <laughs>
1: uh, I guess Dakota Johnson isn't going to be on this podcast either. So,
0: I'm going to go with Ballistic Bug.
1: This is the choice I didn't think you were going to make because you hate bugs. But we're going to turn to page 66. You shriek at the top of your lungs. Oh! yes, shot! When you open your eyes, everything is still dark. For a second, you think it's the shadow of the robot's foot coming down. Then you realize, <laughs> it's nighttime. With a sigh, you lean against a nearby brick wall. You made it! You're safe! Of course! course. now you have to find out where you are. Too bad it's so dark. Suddenly, yellow light glares around you. You blink. You're blinded. Then you hear a faint buzz. It rises to a whine. Your dazzled eyes see a figure in a tight brown costume with flashing insect wings coming out its back. Ballistic bug! <laughs> uh, oh, yeah.
0: What does <laughs> bugs that sounds you're in big
1: trouble. So he's a pirate? <laughs> uh, not quite. The bug says menacingly. Trouble? You look down. There are tools in your hand. You also notice an open safe next to you. Uh oh. You're a burglar. Ballistic bug doesn't like burglars. You better jump to someplace new and fast. So are you going to, Ryan, jump to a different adventure of Ballistic Bug? Or are you going to try a completely different comic on 61? Um, let's try a new comic. Oh, wow. You're just completely just... Like <laughs> Bye-bye, Bug! Abort! But what comic will you jump to? One of your favorites is Silent Sal, the comic book about teenagers. But there are no mad scientists there. Well, you could try Super Duper, but you'd better make up your mind fast. Ballistic Bug is zooming straight at you. He's going to flatten you. Hey, you've got it. There's another comic book that you like. It's about a super group of mutants. Wise guys.
0: Why <laughs> apostrophe s. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Their leader is a super scientist. That's the same thing as a mad scientist, right? Ballistic Bug's fist is about a foot from your nose. Keeping the wise guys in mind, you yell. Guess shot! Just before his fist connects with your jaw, Ballistic Bug fades out. Whew! You start to fade in on another scene, but before you can make out any details. Hey, look out! A voice yells. Fade in fully on 74. Let's see what you just did. You glance up, a huge hammer is hurtling toward your head. You throw up your hands, but you know that won't stop the falling hammer. You're dead. Your skin suddenly starts to tingle, sparks fly around your hair, then a lightning bolt flies from your head, it smashes the hammer to bits. Oh, what are you like Static Shock, suddenly? Do you remember what Static Shock? No. It was like a black superhero from um... On kids WB it was really cool he wrote on like a little like um, circular disc and like could control like electricity and his show covered so many mature topics like suicide awareness and um, school shootings and racism obviously because of the person of color as the lead in the show I Even never saw it us.
0: but I do remember that that little seizure music,
1: right? Like what are he able be? be be static shot. I rem- I fully remember that. I loved it. It was so just like so jarring and wild, and just like, <laughs> fuck is this show? Your jaw drops. You stare at the pieces of wrecked hammer. No way. This can't be happening. You blurt out. While you blink in disbelief, the wreckage fades away. You're in a bare, gleaming room with a grid on the walls. You've seen this place before. It's the Peril Parlor, where the wise guys practice their powers against holograms. And that means you glance down at yourself. Sure enough, you're in a pink and blue uniform. 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 That's <laughs> me holding back a burp. You're in a pink and white and blue uniform of wise guys. Pink, pink and blue. Uniform. Where, where's the white? No, wise.
0: <laughs> no, I said you pink and blue and white uniform of the wise guys. Where did
1: I say white? In your mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the pink and blue uniform of wise guys. And with the lightning bolt on your chest, you'd have to be... Yo, rage! Another pink and blue hero calls to you. Professor Y wants to see us. Professor Y? That's the scientist you want to see. Is this just going to be an X-Men? Like... Knockoff. Oh, wise guys. Professor X. Yeah. I just got it. Thirty-five.
0: If only I knew anything about superheroes to take inspiration for these voices.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is this is not our this, <laughs> this is not our bag, baby. This is,
0: gonna, this is gonna be um disappointing for anyone that really, really enjoys comic books.
1: Yeah, sorry guys, we're really fumbling the bag on this one. You recognize the other hero. It's stinky Stanley. I hate the word stinky so much. I don't know why. I think it's because like in like recent years, usually like a kind of like internet like trend is saying hi stinkies or like, you know yeah. I hate it so much it makes my skin crawl. I don't like it.
0: But we just found my word the other day, too.
1: I remember I don't remember what it was. It was, was
0: weird. Spooky. It, no, it wasn't spooky. It was creepy. It wasn't creepy. It was
1: something like that, though. Sure, it wasn't spooky. Yeah. I thought
0: it was spooky. It wasn't spooky. Spoopy. It wasn't spooky. I think it was... I, I think you're stuck in a, a... You're circling a drain that is a different drain than what the the real one story is.
1: Story of my life. <laughs> Never on the same page as you.
0: You're circling the drain and you're supposed to be at the faucet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You recognize the other hero. It's Stinky Stanley, the mutant whose horrible breath is his weapon. I hate him. The professor is waiting. I actually gagged. I'm gagging. I'm not gagging. I mean, I'm
0: gagging it from, like, the smell. It's like, bitch, do you bang?
1: Stinky Stanley calls. Professor Eaves-yaboom. Hm? Mm-hmm. eaves Easy eaves easy Eves, Eves- Yab- Robert Lawrence. He's having a field day because he's like, let me create all these fucking insane superheroes. Like, this is- this is his one. This is- this is his pr- passion project. Professor Eves Yaboom is also known as Professor Y. <laughs> is that Professor Y? That's Professor Y he's calling. Yeah. He's a powerful mutant, the leader of the wise guys, and a famous scientist. You follow Stinky Stanley to join the rest of the Wise guys. Then a flying chair enters the room. Seated in it is Professor Y. Yeah, this literally is just like, uh-huh. did he have to like, I know that like, at this time, Goosebumps was owned by Disney, and so was X-Men, kind of. So like, maybe maybe it kind of just fit under the same umbrella because this is
0: clear plagiarism. I have not a clue. And it's not it's not plagiarism, it's a spoof.
1: Okay, it is a spoof.
0: It's a knockoff.
1: Yeah. He's hard to miss after all. He's covered completely in bright red hair. Okay, so that's different because Professor X is just bald and in a wheelchair.
0: (laughs) They were like, how can we make him completely different in one way?
1: Let's make him abled. (laughs) (laughs) He's hard to miss after all. He's covered completely in bright red hair. In fact, he looks like an ape, except for those serious wise eyes.
0: Wise guys.
1: He exclaims in a deep voice.
0: My mental powers have detected a disturbance in the great flow of
1: being. Okay, so that's very similar to Professor X because he did like telekinesis and telepathy and doing things with his mind.
0: Somehow aliens from beyond this universe have invaded.
1: What do you mean some lazy? Boring, yawning, sloppy. Lazy. Somehow. They're just here. (laughs) We'll get there. You gulp. Could Professor Y be talking about you? You hope not, especially when you hear what else he's got to say. We must destroy these invaders immediately. That's right. You could be one of the aliens. All right. So do you want to ask Professor Y more about the aliens? Or do you want to try and talk him out of his planned battle?
0: Uh, I want to ask him more about the aliens because i feel like trying to talk him out of it will raise suspicion on me
1: i think that's a good idea you turn anxiously to the rest of the y guys wolf and bean the fighting vegetable and stinky stanley look confused so does jean green okay jean gray is the name of one of the X women
0: I have no idea. I am so out of my element in this book.
1: Cup, wolf and Bean, so there's there's one there's like nightcrawler who can turn who can like teleport and shit. The fighting vegetable Is I Wolf guess,
0: and Bean like um Wolverine? Probably-
1: Oh my god, that is what it is! Wolf and bean! Wolf and bean! Is the fighting vegetable Oh, this is really offensive. Is the fighting any vegetable supposed to be Professor X? No! <laughs> no <laughs> Who's the fighting vegetable then?
0: The fighting vegetable would be...
1: Thing? No, that's, um... Who are... The X-Men. The
0: X-Men.
1: Who the fuck is Poppy? (laughs) All right, let's see. Who are the X-Men characters? All 256 (sighs) (sighs) Uh, Why are there so many of them? Why are there two hundred and fifty six X-Men? I was just
0: trying to figure out who the the fighting vegetable was a knockoff of.
1: I'm sure we can probably look at <laughs> Let us know in the comments uh in the episode. I'll put in I'll put in the question for the episode. Who do you think the fighting
0: vegetable is? I can only my only guess is um Honey Badger.
1: Who's Honey Badger?
0: I don't know. Uh, an X-Man.
1: What's that? Honey badger don't lie or something like that? He, what d- is that? he don't give a fuck. <laughs> Honey badger don't hungry,
0: hungry Ew, what's that in its mouth? Oh, it's got a cobra? Oh, it runs backwards? Now watch this. Look, a snake's up in the tree. Honey badger don't care. Honey badger don't give a shit, it just takes what it wants. Whenever it's hungry, it just, ew, and it eats snakes. <laughs> and neither does the fighting vegetable.
1: You're not sure what her power is, but you know it involves coming back from the dead. They're all fierce fighters. What will they do if they discover you're the alien Professor Ak- Y is talking about? <laughs> can you tell us more
0: about these visitors? You ask. Uh, Jean, Jean- Green is the one that can come back from the dead.
1: Yeah, but she's also just, like, a woman. Yeah, Professor. Jean Green pipes up.
0: How do you know- how do we know they're evil? Sure!
1: Is that what he sounds like? <laughs> do you- just do- just do a Hugh Jackman impression
0: why, he's a- he's a wolf and bean.
1: Okay. Sure! Wolf and bean chimes in. Maybe they're just lost or something. This isn't
0: something to vote over. Professor Y. growls, This is not a democracy! My marvelous mind powers warn me of danger.
1: He closes his eyes as though he's listening to a tiny voice. Then his eyes open wide.
0: One of the invaders is in this very room. He must be a shapeshifter.
1: Um, professor? You begin. Professor Y whips around, pointing.
0: You're the one.
1: Find out who he's pointing at on 134. I'm thinking it's the fighting vegetable. The hairy hand of Professor Y points right at you. Um, uh... It's not the smoothest answer, but it's the best. <laughs> I read ahead and we can't say what we're what is about to be said. Are you laughing at that too? No. Oh. It's not the smoothest answer, but it's the best you can do when your mouth is dry with terror. But Professor Wise's hand swings past you to point at stinky Stanley. No. The professor cries, "It's you." No. Wait. He turns to Jean Green. "Now my powers are powers point to you. Something very strange is going on. The professor goes from one wise guy to another. And you. And you. His voice drips with horror. What he says next is like a slur in like the in like people of color community. And the fact that it's like an ape saying it.
0: It is?
1: Great googly moogly. I- I- I had no idea. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm going to cut this up. Are though. you sure? I know it because in, like, an episode of, like, Drawn Together. No, it's not. <laughs> I was, I, are you sure? Well, here's why I thought it. I'm going to show you a clip. Oh, no. Said, I knew she was grateful for the ultimate sacrifice I had made for her. I she, she, like, becomes, feelings. like, a caricature of, like, a black, like, oh, cartoon. Let me see if I can find it where she says it. cuz like... We're here to capture Foxy you love. Great googly-boogly. We her, man. Move,
0: move, move. No, wait, get... Where are you guys? Get away from her!
1: Come and breathe. Come free. Ain't you done heard of the amans <laughs> of <laughs> possum locomotion? So that's the only time I've ever heard that phrase. I can't believe you thought it was a slur. Great, great, great googly, googly moogly. moogly. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, I just thought it was like, okay, he's in a. Great googly moogly? Yeah. <laughs> that's the name of this episode. <laughs> great googly moogly. But I can't put any of this in the episode, I don't think. I...
0: I mean you can because I don't think I should. It is not a slur. I don't
1: think I, I don't think I can put this in the episode I'm cutting it.
0: Okay. I I I don't think you need to because it's freaking great googly moogly. You can't you can't have a hate crime against someone if you say rhyming words that end in wise.
1: I was just basing it off of the one time I've ever heard that and it was used in a clip where someone is literally like a caricature of like of like a, a, a minstrel-like like character. <laughs> His voice drips with horror.
0: Great googly moogly! You're all from outside this universe!
1: You stare at the other superheroes. Could this be true? Could they all be kids who were sucked into comics? Death to the invaders. Oh, Jesus. Professor X. Snarl. What? Fuck. (laughs) I know. It's just, it's, 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 it's ingrained. Professor Y. Snarls, he flings deadly hairballs at all of you. You've seen these things in the comic. They can choke you to death. Turn to page 53. This is a terrible comic book. Static electricity crackles around you. Lightning bolts zap from your head to blast the deadly hairballs in midair. Good shooting, Ray. Gene Green shouts. The other wise guys mob the professor. When the smoke clears, all that's left of him is a scorched spot on the rug. His mental powers were right. He was in deadly danger. Did you just fucking kill him? <laughs> a scorched spot on the rug. You turned a wolf and bean. How? You begin. The bean war Oh he's a bean <laughs> The bean warrior shrugs. Oh, so are they all like Vegetables? Like Jean Green? Like she's like a green vegetables. Oh my God, they're
0: all vegetables? Wolf and
1: Bean, the fighting vegetable. I guess so. Stinky Stanley, but he just eats gross food. Maybe. Is it just weird that a lot of them are vegetables? Yes. The Bean Warrior shrugs. A couple of months ago, I walked into
0: this weird comic shop and reached for this
1: rack. Wolf and Bean grins. It's cool. I like being a superhero. But what about the danger? You ask. You could be turned into an inkblot. What are you talking about? Wolf and Bean demands. You explain. No way! Wolf and Bean scoffs. We've got it made! Watch! Yes, shot! Stop! You shout. Too late. The Bean Man's body shudders. He's melting. The rest of the wise guys glare at you. You. Stinky Stanley shouts, This is all your fault. Defend yourself on page 132. That's really, um, jarring that, like, I know jarring is like my big word, but, like, it's intense that you're watching a bean warrior just melt into smear in front of your eyes. Hey, lighten up! You complain? I mean, I told Wolf and Bean you would turn into an ink blot.
0: The writing was on the wall. Well, <laughs> those guys aren't laughing.
1: You try again. Um, how about if we change his name to Spot? You suggest? Whoops, bad joke. (laughs) What the fuck does the fighting vegetables sound like? Get that kid! Um, no. (laughs) Get that kid! (laughs) Not that voice, Ryan. Why? Get that kid! The fighting vegetable shrieks. Wise guys hurl themselves at you. As you sink under the attack, you think sadly. Why did I have to be such a wise guy? The The end.
0: end. That was a long branch.
1: No, cuz you instead are going to decide to not um
0: I know, that was so many pages. Was, uh in that branch. We established so many characters that we're never coming back to.
1: 84. Um you are going to go to page 63. You're going to talk him out of his plan. But professor, why? You blurt Yes. The professor replies, "No, I mean, re- Professor Why? <laughs> Are they really doing this? Are we really doing this? That's
0: that's my name,
1: Professor Why." Snaps. Don't
0: wear it out.
1: I I mean, you stammer. You try again. Why do you
0: want to attack these visit visitors, Professor?
1: Professor Y's eyes gleam. Wise eyes, guys. If you have to ask that, you're no true wise guy. He declares. You're an alien spy. His hair starts to grow, reaching out to you. You've seen pictures of this in the comics, but actually seeing the hair creeping around is, well, creepy. Whoops. You've spent too much time staring. When you tear your gaze away, you notice that tentacles of hair have wound around your ankles. You can't pull free. There's only one thing you can do now. It's risky, but you've got to use the magic words. Mm Yes your cry is muffled as still more hair attacks you stuffing your mouth there's no escape now your doom is too horrible to describe how horrible let's just say from here on it gets really hairy the The end end. that is a really gruesome death that he literally just fills your insides with hair Uh uh-huh also apparently this was an entire dead end going to the wise guys yep so I guess we're going back to Ballistic Bug. We're going back to Ballistic
0: Bug, and we're a gonna... different page of Ballistic Bug on page 70.
1: Page 70, different page of Ballistic Bug. You think hard, then you yell, "Guess shot! Instantly, the shadows vanish in bright fluorescent light. Going. A voice says in your ear, Look at that. You gaze around, huh? You're in the middle of a bunch of school kids dressed in old fashioned clothes. What's the deal? You expected to find yourself in another adventure ballistic bug. Instead, you've been dropped into some nerdy school trip. Nervously, you glance upward. With your luck, another giant robot will turn up any second. Gosh, Pee-wee. The girl besides you exclaims.
0: We're visiting a nuclear power plant, isn't that neat?
1: Yeah. A bigger kid with a black crew cut sneers. Maybe for a dweeb like Pee-wee Park Bench. Is he talking to you? You glance down at yourself. Your eyes bug out. Weirder and weirder. You've changed into a nerdy looking character in a bow tie. Then you realize who you're supposed to be. Pee-wee Park Bench. The secret identity of Ballistic Bug. Woo. Oh! Spider-Man. Ballistic Bug. Pee-wee Park Bench. Peter Parker. Uh-huh. All right. I'm back on. Turn to page 72. The kid with the buzz cut pushes past, stomping on your toes. Hey! You complain in a geeky voice. Watch it! Make me. Buzz cut sneers. You grin. Okay, he asked for it. You try to call upon Ballistic Bug's insect strength. Nothing happens. Then, you remember what the girl next to you said. This must be the famous visit to the nuclear plant. The one where Pee-wee gets his incredible superpowers. You don't have them. Yet. Get the details on page 120. You tag along with the tour group, thinking hard. You don't even glance at the huge, powerful machines in the nuclear plant. Instead, you keep your eyes peeled for a glowing insect. That's the creature that will bite Pee Wee Park Bench and give him his amazing insect powers. At last, you spot the bug. Whoa, is that thing ugly? It's obviously some kind of nuclear mutant. It looks like an overgrown roach with a huge, mm-hmm. nasty stinger. You couldn't really see that part in the comics. All the picture showed was a line in the air and the word Bzz. In the next picture, Pee Wee Parker Bench yelled, Pee Wee Parker Bench! I'm getting mixed up! <laughs> Damn it! Pee Wee Park Bench yelled, Bzz. Ow! Now you can see why. Do you really want to let that ugly thing sting you? True, you wanna make sure comic's history doesn't change, but you also wanna get back home. Maybe you should just jump into some other comic and keep searching for a mad scientist. Better decide fast, the bug is coming your way. So Ryan, are you gonna use the magic words and leap into another ballistic bug adventure, or are you gonna let the bad bug bite?
0: I'm gonna let the bad bug bite. On page
1: 116.
0: The big black bug bit the big, big black, black bear bear. <laughs> and the big black, black bear, bear bled blood, blood badly.
1: Blood blood. Ba- bed, bled badly. We've, we've gone, we've gone over this that we were taught two different ways because it's, in my, in my way it was like the big bad bug bit the big black bear and the big black bear bled blood. Yuck.
0: The big black bug bit the big black bear and the big black bear bled badly.
1: bed Bladley. Bled badly. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good drag name. Bed-bladly.
0: Are you sure?
1: I don't know. Maybe it's like, maybe, <laughs> maybe like a superhero name. Like
0: I'm going to let the bug bite.
1: Bed-bladly. Bed-bladly here. Here, buggy buggy. You whisper. You're worried. This is an important moment in comic book history. If one detail isn't right, there may be no ballistic bug. The glowing bug scuttles towards you. You stick out your arm. Wow, look at the size of that stinger. The bug buzzes around your arm, then it strikes. You yell. It's a lot more painful than Pee-wee Park Bench made it out to look in the comic. In fact, it feels as if someone injected molten lava into your veins. You clasp. You collapse, gasping. You can't feel your hands or feet anymore. Something has definitely gone wrong. Remember how you worried about one detail being different at this moment in history? Well, there was. You were here, not Pee Wee Park Bench. And it seems you're allergic to mutant bug bites. Fatally allergic. The world starts to vanish in a red haze. Maybe you should start looking for a mad doctor.
0: The The end.
1: end. Okay. So... I guess we're just going to jump onto page 15 and go into yet another another ballistic bug bug adventure. When you shout the magic words, the universe does another quick change. You spin through the air. Incredible brightness glares around you. Then you thud to the floor. You shake your head to clear your brain. You seem to be on a stage. You must be in an old theater or something. The blazing light comes from the fist of a man wearing black armor, goggles, and a metal face mask. It's Dr. Doof. Isn't even a Spider-Man villain. That's Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom.
0: I am so out of my element. You didn't I, know like, who Doctor Doom was? I, I didn't even think of it when I saw Doctor doof
1: I'm just in a. I'm just in the brain matter of like, you know, if I see a comic book here, what is like, not Mary Jane is like heroine gonna be like the name of the woman? <laughs> Pot leaf. It's Doctor Doof, one of the greatest mad scientists in comics. He's also Ballistic Bug's worst enemy, and right now he's aiming his armored fists at you. Uh Uh-oh, that means he's going to zap you with a blast bolt. Your brain is frozen with fear, so your body takes over on instinct. The gentle hum you've been noticing in the background rises into a frantic whine. Then you take off in flight. Hey, how'd you do that? Find out on page 81. There's something vibrating on your back. You crane to see over your shoulder. Wow! You've got wings! Giant, shimmering insect wings. You're so astonished, you freeze. That includes your wings, which stop beating. Instantly, you drop about four feet. Lucky for you, a blast of energy sizzles right over your head. The blast bolt, it explodes where you should have been. Your wings start to buzz again. You notice now that your body is encased in some kind of sparkling brown armor. Excellent! Your new guest shot has turned you into the star of the comic, Ballistic Bug! You zip around, ducking Dr. Doof's blast bolts. Then you realize you can fight back. You've got other superpowers besides your insect's wings. You'd like to try out your insecto-electric hornet sting, but you're pretty far away from Dr. Doof. Should you try a blast from where you are, or should you close in so your aim will be better? Are you going to turn to page 56 for long-range sharpshooting, or are you going to turn to page 92 to make it up close and personal? I'm going to
0: make it up close and personal.
1: 92... You dodge two more blasts from Dr. Doof, then zoom into a dive-bombing attack. Your insecto-electric hornet's sting is built into your helmet's antenna. The charge builds up all through your body. When you're almost on top of Dr. Doof, you let it go. Let it go, let it go. A bolt of green energy leaps out of the antenna. It slams into your enemy's chest, knocking him flat. Ah, you cry. You do a triumphant loop-the-loop loop in the air. <laughs> Take that. Doof. I, I don't get loop. It's loop-de-loop. Loop. It's not loop the loop froop the loop This is kind of fun, you think. At last, you're getting the hang of this superhero thing. You buzz around the room, throwing punches at the air. You want to be ready for Dr. Doof's next attack. Then you notice that the evil doctor isn't getting up. <laughs> he sprawled on the stage, helpless, not moving. Oh, you killed him. Miss Keisha. Miss Keisha. Miss Keisha. Oh my fucking god, she fucking did. Hmm. That shock shouldn't have knocked all the fight out of him, you think. In fact, his super armor should have protected him against your insecto-electric hornet sting. Apparently it didn't work this time. You start to get nervous. Uh, dog? You call. You hover over the doctor's platform. Is he still breathing? Doof's metal-muscled hand moves like a striking snake. Before you can buzz off, he grabs you by the throat. Are you going to try and break free, or are you going to try and reason with Dr. Doof? The whole point of going to these comics
0: is try trying to find a scientist mm-hmm. to figure out how to turn back. I'm going to try to reason with him and try to open up a dialogue. Okay. Doc, you've got to listen to me. You croak. Oh, yeah. Doc, you've got to listen to me. You croak. I'm not who you think
1: I am. I'm not Ballistic Bug.
0: I don't know what Dr. Doom sounds like.
1: He just sounds like an angry man. With like a kind of like adult man voice. It's not really gruff or anything like that. It's it's like, I don't know. You, you, you. Sure. Dr. Doom
0: sneers. You're actually the Queen of the May. And I'm the King of Albania.
1: Listen, you idiot. You rasp. I'm Earth. The armored gloves tighten on your throat. Too late, you realize this wasn't the time to go insulting Dr. Doof. This is the second time that, like, throwing insults at people and, like, doing jabs is, like, putting you in hot water. Uh Frantically, you wave your hands, trying to get him to let go. Instead, the pressure just increases. There's no talking to him. You'll have to use the magic words and find another friendlier mad scientist. Your lips form the words but you never speak them. Neither words nor air can get out of you. No air can get in, either. Your lungs ache. Spots dance before your eyes. You're losing consciousness fast. Well, at least you learned one lesson. Mad scientists get mad very, very easily. The end. We have tied the score back up. Yeah, we have tied the score back up.
0: With that. With four deaths, that is 27 to 27 now.
1: All right, so instead... You are going to break free on 119. Your wings buzz frantically, but you can't break Dr. Doof's chokehold. Now I've got you, insect. He roars, shaking you. You try every trick you've ever read in a ballistic bug comic book, but nothing weakens the grip of those steel-clad fingers. You're about half a breath short of choking as Dr. Doof climbs to his feet, but then the evil doctor hauls you close and whispers, Have you gone completely, batty, bug? That Stingbolt of yours wasn't in the script. Script? What's Dr. Doof talking about? Find out on page 38. What script? You sputter. Oh, haha, very funny. Dr. Doof snaps. He shifts his grip on your throat. The script says you're supposed to beat me by
0: shaking the floor to pieces with your supersonic, buzzeronic powers. But no, you don't have to make a grandstand play with your little lightning bolt. Thanks a lot, I could have gotten hurt.
1: Well, wasn't that the idea? You blink in confusion behind your hell mask. Helmet mask. Ooh, hell mask. Behind your helmet mask. This is too weird. Is Dr. Doof saying that all of those great comic battles, the ones you've always loved, are rigged? Oh, well, at least that explains how the superheroes always win. But you can't think about that right now. A furious Dr. Doof is hissing in your ear.
0: Well, I want some answers, bug.
1: You gurgle as his steel fingers tighten around your throat. Take a deep breath and apologize on 83. You croak. I'm sorry, okay? Then you get a bright idea.
0: Uh, I'm in so many different series. I get mixed up sometimes about which script is which. Dr. Dupe scowls. Sure, rub it in about how popular you are. (laughs) I don't know what all those fans see in you with those stupid
1: antennas sticking out of your helmet. Anybody with any brains could see I've got a cooler costume. I love how meta this is getting. <laughs> There's one good thing about this weird situation. Dr. Doof seems like a reasonable guy. Sort of. Once he calms down, you should be able to talk to him. Dr. Doof gives you one more shake than size. Well, we've
0: got a job to do. Unless you want to call a break.
1: Are you going to continue with the phony fight, or are you going to take a break? Um, let's continue with the phony fight. I'm one 126. You figure you should let Dr. Doof finish the scene. It'll give him time to calm down. Then you'll be able to talk to him quietly. You're sure you'll be able to convince him to help you. Let's go on with the fight, Doc. You suggest. Okay. The villain says. Since we already trashed the script, we'll have to fake it. But we'll make it look good. Rev up your wings. You start your wings buzzing. Dr. Doof suddenly leaps back. My my grip. He roars. How did you break my grip? I didn't, you think. He let me go, the big phony. What a cheat these fight scenes are. (laughs) You buzz around Dr. Doof. He shouts threats while zapping blast bolts at you. And missing. Okay, get ready for the old A-233. Doof whispers. What's the old A-233? You wonder frantically. The next thing you know, Dr. Doof grabs you by the ankles. What is the old A-233? Find out on page 91. It's the alligator fuckhouse is what it is. Going into a death roll.
0: You were supposed to have a punishment this episode.
1: Well, no. I'm going to have a punishment on my episode when I'm making decisions. Oh, right. Yeah. Dr. Doof spins you over his head.
0: (laughs) Not that grabbing you by the ankles and swinging you around is
1: what made me think of it. (laughs) Dr. Doof spins you over his head like a baseball batter doing warm-ups. Whoa! You screech as you fly around in circles. Oh, good. That's good. Dorf compliments. Doof compliments. Dusseldorf. I mean, Doofenshmirtz. Dorf. Doof. (laughs) (laughs) I'm malfunctioning. Doof compliments you. I'm not faking it. You try to yell, but you're so dizzy you can't get the words out. Then Dr. Doof hurls you away. Aye! You yell. You're hurtling straight at a brick wall, head first.
0: Puck and roll, bug
1: brain. Doof howls. You'll break your neck. If you were a trained comic book professional, you'd know what to do. But since you aren't, you don't. And this is The The Crunch. And speaking of penalties, (laughs) you will have a penalty in your next episode.
0: Yeah, that's what made me think of it. Because now we're (laughs) at
1: five, yeah. Yep, I have five
0: deaths. So we're
1: going to take a break on 49.
0: Taking a break on 49. This
1: this path is taking you down so many dead ends. Yeah,
0: I should have just gone to the horror section. There's a lot of choices. Too. There
1: is this is a this is a, a lot of choices in this book. You can tell Arlstein really had fun reading writing this one right. because he's branching off in so many different directions. I I could use a rest. You gasp. Doctor Doof releases you. Alright. He yells, glaring into the darkness overhead.
0: We're taking a break, put in an ad or something. Ballistic and I need to talk.
1: You stare upwards. Who's he talking to up there? When you ask, the mad scientist shrugs in his armor.
0: Whoever runs this crazy world must be up there. That's where our scripts come from anyways. A
1: brilliant idea bursts into your brain. Maybe you don't need the help of a mad scientist to get home. Maybe you can take your problem right to the person or people in charge of the comic book universe. Are you going to stay with Dr. Doof or are you going to go over his head? You're gonna go really fucking meta and talk to the comic book writer. It's been so. It's been so meta.
0: Yes, that is what I'm gonna do. You're um, gonna.
1: You're gonna hope that um, Stan Lee is gonna be uh, the person who you're reaching out to. That
0: they'll write. Write me into it.
1: You flutter your wings and arrow up to the darkness. Wait, where are you going? Doctor Doof cries. I'm going to see if I can get away. You answer, you fly higher, you still don't see anyone. Hey, hey! You yell, if- If
0: there's anyone up there, listen, I'm not really
1: Ballistic Bug, I'm just a kid, a kid who got trapped in a magic comic shop. You're gasping from the effort of flying so high and so fast, white spots form before your eyes. You pass out a lot in this one. (laughs) Wait a minute, they're not spots, they're stars. Oh, okay, that's different. You're out of time, out of air, and out of luck. You're already plummeting back to Earth as you black out. Next month, the new issue of Ballistic Bug is due to hit the stands, but when Horace Grumbaker arrives at his favorite comic shop to buy the new comic, it isn't there. Ballistic Bug has gone out of print, the store owner explains. But listen, kid,
0: I've got a new, a great new comic for you. The superhero is
1: called the Powerful Pancake. He holds up a copy of a comic book with a squashed-looking superhero on the front. A superhero that looks a lot like you. Too bad. What a flat ending to your story. The and end. Oh, this is a like, good ending! No, that is not a good <laughs> ending. I mean, yeah, you're comic book famous, but yeah, geez, this is turning into, like, you're, like... Everyone has one bad episode. <laughs> I think this is yours. All
0: right, we'll going to Doof.
1: You decide to try for Dr. Doof's help. After all, he doesn't seem like a bad guy once you get to know him. Look, Doc. You whisper. I have a big problem. I don't really belong here. You explain about the comic shop and what's happened to you. Dr. Doof listens without saying a word. You wish he'd take off those goggles and the metal mask. It would be nice to see the expression on his face. What if he thinks you're just a total nutcase? But you keep on until you've told the whole story. When you run out of words, Dr. Doof stands there silently for a long moment.
0: I always knew we were doing some sort of entertainment thing.
1: He finally mutters. "But comic books? He shakes his head. I'm so embarrassed. Embarrassed? Forget about that. You reply impatiently. Is there any way to get out of here? Dr. Doof thinks it over. At last he declares. Yes. Well, what are you waiting for? Go to page 13. Thank I love, God. I love that he thought that like he was in like a movie. <laughs> or a TV show. Right. Dr. Doof wags an armored finger at you.
0: You should have figured it out by yourself. Whenever my blast bolt hits your electro, uh, insecto-electric hornet sting, there's a brief... There's a brief tesseract, tesseract reaction. You know,
1: like, um, like uh, um, Transformers? Like a tesseract?
0: No, why are you have holding you, your tit?
1: Have you watched a single superhero movie? Or, like, at all?
0: No, not really.
1: So the tesseract is, like, this cube that powers like everything in the fucking universe and the transformers will usually like house it in their bodies to power them and the villains in the world kind of want to steal it and like use it for evil to like turn machines against humans okay
0: and I'm just basically trying to destroy it
1: no no no, no tesseract reaction I think is like just like energy or like a hole in space a what you ask a hole in space. I read ahead. Do you explain? I
0: figured. <laughs> if we fire at each other at close range and I heterodyne my blast bolts. <laughs> that's homophobic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in English, please. You say as politely you say as politely as you can, not like a cunt like you just said. <laughs> I did it! In just, English, please. But yeah, you just said that. <laughs> bitch. In English,
0: please. In English, please.
1: You can't say that. Here, I will genuinely. do. It. I will say. In English, please. In English, please. In English, please.
0: Okay. In English, please.
1: <laughs> you say as politely as you can. Well, just politely as, politely as, as, as you I can. can. Yeah.
0: And little words. And little words, no doubt. Doctor DuPuffs. Puffs. Well, oh, he we threw it back at you. What? I don't get
1: it. He's like, in English, please. He's like, in little words, no doubt. As in, like, say, oh, okay. yeah, he's...
0: In little words, no doubt. Dr. Doof
1: cuffs, yeah, yeah, he's, he's throwing shade back at you.
0: I literally didn't understand the joke from this children's book. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll make a hole in space. And step through. Whatever. Let's do it! You cry.
1: You stand face-to-face with Dr. Doof, readying your weapons. On three. Doof calls. One. To... When your eyes finally clear, a shimmering black hole floats between you and Dr. Doof. Dr. Doof suddenly leaps into the hole. Wait! You cry. Where does he think he's going? And then you hear him scream. Are you going to follow Dr. Doof, or are you going to look before you leap? I... Gut instinct.
0: Am going to follow Dr. Doof.
1: Not the decision I would have made. It's
0: also not the decision I would have made, but you said gut instinct.
1: Okay. No time to worry about where you're going. You leap into a tornado of light. It whirls around you faster and faster. Your body stretches like taffy. Then, with a snap, you're back to normal. You're in sunshine in the middle of a street. A horn blares behind you as a school bus screeches to a halt. Wait a minute. It's not just any school bus. It's your school bus. The one you missed at the start of this strange adventure. I would have stopped. The annoyed bus driver tells you. You didn't have to... Get yourself almost run over. You climb aboard, clutching your school books. Where did they come from? You don't know. And what happened to Dr. Doof? Certainly there's no sign of him here. A breeze blows a piece of paper through the bus window. It's a page from a comic. It has only one large panel. A chill runs down your spine when you see the picture. It shows a horrified Dr. Doof frozen in the act of jumping through a hole in space. The The end. end. That's a good ending. Is it? You're alive and you're safe and you're well. And the person you just met five seconds ago is dead. I think that's the best ending you're going to get. Because if you decided to jump through that hole, you probably would be dead. And just to prove it...
0: If I decide to not jump through?
1: Nope, this doc... This is if you jump in without, um, without question. That's what
0: I did. I jumped in without oh, this is Oh, this
1: is the one where you, where you look before you leap. Yeah. If you look before you leap...
0: That's
1: page 90. You get bisected. Okay, so I got the good one then. You got the good one because the bad one was finding out that Doof was evil and was going to go take over the world. You jump in after him to save him and then the dark hole closes and bisects you. So like your ass is left in the comic book world and your body and your top half is back in the real world. <laughs> so Amazing. yes, you got the best I ending. The you, you got the best ending you could have with this. Yay! Yay! So, six six, de- deaths. six deaths later. So st- not not a... Better than what I did in my last episode. Yes. But you now have 29 against my 27. So yes. that gives me a chance. It gives
0: you a chance. It gives me a chance. So if you win the next episode, you'll at least tie.
1: Yes. And and um, I think that'll be, you know, that'll keep people more on their toes instead of you completely steamrolling me, which is I what I was predicting. I was only predicting. ahead by four. In the first episode, you were ahead by seven. That's true. <laughs>
0: That's true. I think this is... no. I was gonna say that I think this is the worst I've personally done, but there was the episode that I was drunk. Yeah. And that is hopefully forever going to be my absolute worst episode.
1: Yes. This
0: was a tough one. Mm-hmm. Because... I think you picked the tougher decision. Probably. Um, but the, the path that I was on, it was just like, do you want this to happen or do you want to go to the next page? Do you want this to happen or do you want to go to the next page? It
1: pretty much was saying, it it was
0: like, do you want to bail or do
1: you want to, yeah, follow through?
0: And it always wanted me to bail every time.
1: The last one you bailed though. The last one you jumped in without thinking. Yeah. And it was the right choice. That's the only time. Gut instinct. I told you, go with your gut. It's usually right. What did I tell you? Yeah. So Ryan, um, good job. No, okay. I mean, not really, because you'll have a penalty in the next uh, book. Uh, yeah, but so will you. So will I. Oh, we're in penalty be, season. That'll be fun. Ooh, we're in our penalty era. Uh, and um, how do we segue into talking about Patreon?
0: I did. You not just do it?
1: I guess I did. Uh, so <laughs> let's go into a little bit of detail about what you can expect from going onto our Patreon. And becoming a subscriber with us because we really hope you do join us over there. We've got a lot of goodies and a lot of just bonus content there that um, you can access. So we have about four tiers so far that you can join us at. If you want to just show us your like basic support and show that hey, you want to help us continue with this podcast. Our base tier is called O. It is the $2 tier. It's pretty much just you telling us thanks so much for doing this and our thanks to you is that we will shout out one of you at the end of every episode at random. Um, And the shout out we're doing for this episode at random is the one person we have on um, Patreon right now. Yeah, And that is friend of the pod, guest of the pod, and roommate of the pod, Samantha Craig.
0: Craig. What? I was just going to say Sam
1: Craig. Sam Craig. Yes. So thank you, Sam, for being a patron. Why isn't your fiance on too? (laughs) (laughs) Get on that, Ben. (laughs) The next tier is um, for $3, so if you want to pay an extra dollar, you're part of the Oh My tier. Um, In this tier is everything in the prior tiers, plus access to our improv warm-up sessions before we record. This is something that Ryan and I have been doing a little more regularly, and...
0: Three times. Yeah, but the past... (laughs) So far. So
1: so far. The the past
0: three episodes that we've recorded.
1: And I'm pretty sure it's going to be something we're going to do regularly until we, you know stop coming up with improv yeah (laughs) yes um this also grants you access to the members only chat page where you can kind of chat with us and other patreon members and i swear that will become a lot more enticing once more people join because then we'll have more people to um chat and discuss things and we can talk about different um uh make your own decision books that you've read maybe stuff on goosebumps maybe things you want us to read who knows um the my favorite tier, honestly, is the Omayyad oh tier, which is five dollars. And Brian, how about you take charge of this one?
0: Well the oh my Yad tier gives you everything from the other tiers, plus you get access to our uh oh my Yad episodes, make yet another decision episodes, where we revisit the books that we've already done. And then make the other big decision to see if we can redeem ourselves.
1: Yes. So it's probably the most popular um, uh, tier that we have and probably the most popular tier we will have just mm-hmm. because that's, that's really great um, deals.
0: And by most popular tier that we have, he means the one member that we have so far is subscribed to this tier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the biggest tier that we have so far, the, if you want to show us the most love um, so far, is the Oh My god tier. <laughs> Uh, did you ever have the idea that, like, hmm, I like that they're reading the Goosebumps, Give Yourself Goosebumps books, but I know this, um, Make Your Own Decision book, and I would love if they got to do this. Well... With this tier, you actually get to manifest your own destiny. So everything in our previous tiers is included with this um, with this uh, tier. Uh, plus, you'll have input into any um, make-your-own decision book you want us to read. We'll pull from this tier suggestion list every once in a while, periodically, and literally anything goes as long as if it's the decision-making prompt. Mm-hmm. This could be like the decision-making board game that we put, that we could play. Maybe um, make-your-own decision video games that they have because I know they have a a lot of those like story-based games where you have to make choices based off that. I think that could be really fun. You could get really creative with this. If you somehow write your own and want to give those to us, that's something you can do as well. Have fun with this. Get really creative with this. So uh, just a quick recap. The O tier is $2. The O my tier is $3. oh my yad is 5 And O my god is 7 And we do have another one coming up on the way, but we're gonna... we're gonna... Gonna save that one in our yeah, back we'll pocket for that later. For later. Yeah, because we've uh we gotta we gotta wait a little bit on that one. Hopefully that will um work itself out in the end. But yeah, we really hope you guys join us on uh Patreon. Uh thank you so much to everyone who's following us all, all on our socials.
0: And of course, sub- subscribing to us on Patreon is a,
1: a good, good decision. decision. Yeah, and I'll put the I'll put the link to it at the end of the episode, guys. Thanks again. <laughs> Yeah, nah. that's how you want it. <laughs> <Nah. clears>
0: Though <throat> so I want to end it with your your quote about the wolves.
1: <laughs> the quote about the wolves. Two
0: wolves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'll be at the
1: end of the episode. Oh My Yod is an independently produced podcast by Adam Beauparlon and Ryan Perry. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at Pod and Facebook. Email us your questions and comments at Pod at gmail.com. Remember, sharing, subscribing,
0: and leaving a review is always a, a good, good decision. decision.
1: Inside you, there are two wolves. (laughs) One of them craves dairy, one of them craves to expel it. (laughs) That's a (laughs) t-shirt.